Welcome to Memory Lame, where your favorite musicians and songwriters share their greatest shame. We're here today with Ariel Zatina. Hey. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for joining us and bringing some of your embarrassing material to listen to today. Ariel is an amazing DJ, performance artist, project doer. I feel like I've seen you like in many iterations of performance and, yeah. and music. I know that you went to school for theater, mm-hmm. um, but when did you start making music? So I started making music maybe maybe six months after I graduated. Uh, so I graduated in 2012 from theater school and then was basically making stuff on GarageBand and I was basically originally making stuff for performances. I was in like a performance art group with Hazel and yeah, I just started making stuff. So yeah, it was shortly after I graduated. Did you start making stuff for just like the specifically the performance stuff? Like you was mu- was music a thing you were like interested in? Yeah, like, creating. I, you know, I always thought that I didn't really have the tools to, like, know how to create music. I, like, Mm. never felt like a musician for the longest time. But when I was doing a lot of, like, directing and stuff in school, I was mostly writing and stuff. But I was doing a lot of directing, a lot of sort of, like, avant-garde performance type stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was using a lot of electronic music for a lot of that or just, and a lot of just music in general. I feel like I listened to, like, so much different stuff. And so I feel like I was doing a sort of like curating in that kind of sense, which I feel like I still do now as a DJ. But uh, yeah, it wasn't until I sort of was like, oh, I'm making these performances that I'm using my own text. So like we're making our own costumes, like mm-hmm. we're doing our own makeup. And but we were using like, you know, like other people's music. And I was like, oh, this, you know, why not have the exact idea rather than the idea that's kind of like this is the best thing for the moment and just make it. And so I kind of just taught myself like that. And I really didn't know what I was doing at all. And then that's great. The rest is history. (laughs) (laughs) And now here you are. (laughs) No, that's great. I love that. I feel like, uh, I don't know, teaching yourself and like learning by trial and error and like doing it sort of intuitively can really fucking work out for people. Mm hmm. It seems to have worked out for you. <laughs> it, it has. It has. I never thought I, I literally I always am like, I feel like I'm a stoned baby when I make music. And I feel like only <laughs> recently I've been like, oh, I actually like know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's great. The first track that we're going to listen to here is Child. Can you tell us a little bit about that before we play it? What it's Ye- from, when it's from? Yeah. So this is from maybe I made this maybe in early 2019. Um, and it was for... Uh, I did the soundtrack for a play that I wrote, Pink Milk. I It's had a few productions before, but this is the first time that I scored it as well. Mm-hmm. So it was making it for something that I had written. And so it's kind of in in the world of the play. The play is about Alan Turing. It's like a bunch of like... I don't know. I don't want to go super into it, but it's yeah. like uh, it was made very for this world that has like a talking daisy and there's like robots and computers, <laughs> this fantasy world. <laughs> well, let's give it a listen. Yeah. Thank you. 
funny. Uh, so what I'm, it's it's what I'm listening back to it. It's the same thing I remember always thinking when I first first hearing it, and then I never changed it. Where I was like, that sound that the sort of like whistling sound that sounds like a horse whinny to me, uh-huh. it like isn't a horse whinny, but it's like so like that to me. And I'm always <laughs> like, you know, I think it's like I. I feel like when I'm embarrassed about something, I just stick out to this like very specific detail. And yeah. that's originally like first what I thought I was like, damn. You know, I'm always like, I'm listening back and I was like, oh yeah, there's definitely some great elements to it. Like I'm so here for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because, you know, I think when I listen back to something like this, it sounds to me there was one draft of it and that kind of is what ended up sticking. Right. But, and you know, I'm definitely here sometimes for like, the first idea is the best. There's something like really like beautiful about that. But I also think that I sometimes use that as an excuse to be like, I'm done. This is finished. And I feel like it, for me, I feel like what is sort of the main idea of that track? And I still, I I feel like I don't know. And so I feel like that for me is like, why this was actually the first track I thought of. And I was like, Oh, I have to include something like something that I made for this project because like some tracks I was like, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the point of view was, you know? Right. The second one here that we're going to listen to is labeled Tank Engine. Now, you were saying that was the name of an old project? Yeah. So this is this is from when I went by Unicorn Florida, which was my, like, I basically just changed it to my name, Ariel Zatina, after I was basically like, oh, you know, I, need, I just need one name. Like, this is, this is perfect. Like, this is more. But I also feel like my sound changed a bit. So this is definitely, um, this was made for a performance art piece. Um, and... I feel like I was just thinking very different things when I was making this type of project, but yeah. there, uh, there's a theatricality to this, which I think is good to preface it. Yeah. Great. Let's listen. I remember like uh, discussing with my performance art group that we were all like, this is the worst performance we've ever done. That's also <laughs> another thing that uh, to preface this with the song. <laughs> Oh, and it has a Princess Peach. <laughs> of course. I pre- yeah, I'm always like, oh, wow. Was that related to the performance at all or just... Yeah, the performance was like a... Uh, it was sort of a take on, um, like, damsel in distress on, like, a train railroad, like, with, yeah. like, a sniveling sort of villain. So that's, like, what it... We were sort of, like, thinking that. Also, like, Princess Peach and Bowser, like, that sort of thing. For sure. Um... It's just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was like attempt to be like, oh, we're making this like Bowser thing. And I'm like, it's just like, it sounds like just such like a, I feel like it sounds like like a junior idea of what it's supposed to be. It's like so like cutesy. But I'm like, I don't know, I'm here for cutesy, but. No, for sure. (laughs) It's fun. This is fun. Yeah, and I think this is, this. I made this in 2014, so I made this a long time ago. I guess 2014 is like a while ago now. I know. Isn't that so weird? That's horrifying to think about. <laughs> I'm 29 now. I'm turning 30 in a couple of months, so I've been thinking about the passage of time a lot. <laughs> Same. I, I turned 30. I just turned 29, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like I keep being like... There's 300 days till I'm 30 years old, like kind of like that type of thing. I'm doing like, I'm like thinking about it a lot for sure. I keep thinking I'm in the last months of my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yes, exactly. Which, I'm going to be there like next year. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Which I'm sure is fine. It's going to be fine, but also it's like, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> no, exactly. 
Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, there's something at this time that I was really into about having, like, seeing the seeing the sort of edges of things. I think you can hear a subtle, a lot of subtle, um, this sounds very DIY to me, even though it's very, like, electronic, because it's, um, I feel like you, it's very rough, and I feel like I'm, guess I'm more interested now in making things a little more, um... Polished, I guess, but I don't like the word polished because I'm like, it's something that's never good. I actually do like this part of the track though. I feel like this because I think there's something like there's I think there's a sensuality in this first in this part of it that's not in the rest of the song. Yeah, I think you know, it's like and so maybe something a little more melodic going on as well. Yeah. I feel like I have much more interest in melodies now than I once did. I was definitely like anti-melody for a little bit. It's funny too because this I feel like I almost never use any like samples of actual things anymore and this is like made of samples and so I feel like it's very yeah so it's like the train here I'm like I think this might actually go into a full edit of something I'm not sure I think it goes into an edit of um I think come on ride the train maybe I could be wrong though it might not be in this I haven't listened this far in it. <laughs> That's fair. What do you mean you didn't listen oh, to yeah. all of these multiple times before sending them over? I'm always like, I was like, uh, I was listening to the start of everything and I was like, oh my God. Like, oh. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that, that says, that says that it's the right track to send this one. This is, so this is like just literally me sampling this remix. This is like literally, I didn't make any of this, but except for the... I have some of it, I guess I made. Cause... I was like, I don't even have this track still. I don't know where this edit is, this <laughs> remix that I use. But I don't know. I think that's what's interesting also about like DJ stuff is that there's sort of a mixture of like this world of like using other people's work like this and like putting it in here. But I definitely would never call this like my production like this section. Like I feel like this is sort of two tracks mixed into each other and one of them is mine and one of them isn't but also like it's definitely much more you know it's much more of a detailed transition than if I were to like do a line or something but I'm like this is a good edit though I'm like yeah I think this is actually something too that I use in my work a lot now is this sort of um this idea of ideas still saying in, so like this idea of this bell still being in this track that's the next thing and having like a really uh, unifying things that don't seem like normally unified. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those two things are so different than each other. Yeah. But I still think this track is bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally fine. Yeah, I mean, I think that I've mentioned before in some of the other episodes that I've recorded with people and people have um, brought up that while some of these are really difficult to listen to, uh, they are still finding like merit in like parts of mm-hmm. their songs. They're, they're like, Oh, I really like that piece or like, Oh, I really like the chorus except for the lyrics are terrible or, you know, something like that. Totally. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting to see what parts, because I feel like I sometimes listen to things and I'm like, think things that were good that I made like a long time ago. And mm-hmm. I'm like, 
how I'm like, I feel like I can never make something this good again. Like weird stuff like that, where it's like certain. And so it's nice to be like, oh, it's like also I make bad stuff and the stuff I'm making now is better than that too. Yeah. Because I always, I'm like, I don't know how I did this thing. Like I, with stuff, or I guess with stuff for me that's successful that I'm like, it's weird to me that people are paying attention for this like one track I made in 2017. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like such a better producer now, but mm-hmm. it's like, but it's like, what is it that actually people were interested in? So yeah, I always like going back and listening to old work and stuff. So we'll listen to one final track here. This one's titled Galloping. This is funny. This is actually a two different lives. And I'm like always been like kind of too scared to like share them with anyone because I like don't like the track. It was originally made for a performance with um, with Devin Hartley, who's one of the the people that I was working with in Witch Hazel. It was for some of their solo work. So I think all they told me was that they wanted like a track with galloping in it. I think mm-hmm. that's like the sort of like... And maybe like a, a, a some little detail about it. And then I also worked with another artist, Jesse Clark, who put it in this this video installation piece. And it was like the it was the soundtrack for that. And I remember sending him like a bunch of tracks, and that was the one he picked. And I was always mm. like, Oh my god, I cannot believe you picked this. But <laughs> yeah, and this one actually is supposed to be with horses, unlike the other track, which I was like, this sounds like a horse witty to me. But it's like I don't even know what I was trying to. It also sounds like the um. The Final Fantasy X whistle that uh, <laughs> Titus does, Titus does. That always, those those two things I always think it sounds like. And I was like, I I literally don't remember what, I don't think the song was even used in that play either. I think it was used for maybe 30 seconds and that's it. Really? I think this one has such promise and then end so badly that I feel like that's why that's why I specifically picked this one and this is why I like never share it because I think right now it sounds like a um it sounds sort of like Anna Meredith to me or it sounds sort of like like contemporary classical I guess mm-hmm. in some ways mm-hmm. and again this is badly mixed I made this in like probably 2017 20 this is actually I made it pretty recently it should be better mixed I'm like wow like yeah <laughs> But yeah, I'm always like, this weak kick. I'm like, what is this? Like, I can't hear it. It's like one of those kicks you can only hear on like a really low end thing. And I'm like, well, like, I feel like things need to be able to be heard on like really nice equipment, but then also sound good in like earbuds, you know? And it's like, I always really try to think about that when I'm like making stuff. Because it's hard to, you know? It's hard to like balance things out. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're like mixing in a studio on nice speakers... It's, no one's listening to it on that. <laughs> exactly. It's like only ever you do it. You're like, what? Yeah. No, totally. Exactly. It's about to drop into the thing that I hate, but then I'll talk about like what I was trying to do and why I don't think it works because I have like other tracks that I've made that like really work and it's mm-hmm. like. It's interesting to listen to the structure of these as well because I think that 
it's very clear that these are all part of a whole because there's a lot of empty space. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I, my friend tweeted this thing that was like basically about mixing down tracks and it was like, take out three elements like and then export it. Oh, this, I think this is so bad. <laughs> I think it just sounds so stupid. I'm like, it just is not what you'd expect the track to do and then it does this. No, yeah. This is not the direction that I thought it would go at all. <laughs> it was like, I, so this was literally my first like foray into trying to be like, oh, I'm using like an acid house like baseline. Uh-huh. And I literally just didn't have the right tools to use it. I now like that specifically is like, I don't usually try to find exact programs or exact plugins or anything. I usually just try to like make what like make use of like everything that I already have and mm-hmm. I'm like you know and I think it's also a money thing of like not buying new plugins and not buying new certain and right. also like don't really know how to pirate stuff unless it's really easy right but anyways um yeah but I I now have like a 303 emulator that like makes a lot better of like an acid house line and I'm like this track would have been so cool is if I it could actually go into a full acid house moment and like really it would like still match the rest of the track but this just sounds like clowny to me. I'm like, what is this? You know? Yeah. It's like, so like, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, I like, even now I'm just like, wow. Like, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm delighted by it. <laughs> it's very ridiculous. It's like, imagine if you're like in the club and this is like, comes off like this and you're like, what is going on? I would like, not really know what to do. <laughs> Like this, I feel like even if you like add it, if you added anything more, it would still sound, it's like, but I'm also like, how could you even use this sound effectively? Like, I feel like you couldn't, maybe you could. fully embarrassed after listening to that one specifically i'm like wow but you got through it we did, did. it we listened to the songs you did it exactly what do you use to make your music now so i mainly use ableton now mm-hmm. um i learned on garage band and then from there i bit my brother is also a musician and my brother gave me logic mm-hmm. and so i was making on logic for a while um but it probably in the past year and a half i've been using ableton and I really actually prefer it now. I think there's a lot more that I can like do with it in ways. And like I feel like I just like didn't really know how to use the program before. And like I just had to sort of force myself because people are always like, you shouldn't do that. But I feel like for me, logic is so much about being like a software engineer. And mm-hmm. Ableton is, was a little more like being a musician for me. Yeah. I still use both programs. Like I, I'm working on something right now where I really want to specifically use the drum machines that are in that are programmed in Logic because I feel like I'll be able to get the result quicker. Um, but it's literally just like a, a kind of like, you know, whatever program makes more sense. But I think for the most part, Ableton always makes more sense. I'm, I have an EP coming out in February and it was like, I think it's my first EP where it's 100% on Ableton because mm-hmm. my my EPs that came out this year were mostly made on Logic actually. Um, just because, you know, it's, uh, I was making, the music I was making that's been released this year, I made in, summer 2018 like fall 2018 and you know it takes so long for stuff to like so the stuff i'm making that's going to be released i think it like 
end of this year, next year is all the stuff that's like full Ableton. What are some musicians, songs, songwriters, whatever sound makers that are inspiring you right now? Oh my gosh, I feel like this is such a basic answer, but that is fine. the first thing I the first thing I thought of though, because I was like, what am I really listening to right now? Um, which is like the new FKA Twigs album has been super. It's so good. It, I mean, it like, is. <laughs> I'm like, I've just been crying to it. I saw. I just literally. I got a last minute tickets to see her on Friday. Oh, you went? And, yeah. Aww. It was cool. It was so crowded though. I like remember going to her in like 2014. There was like 20 people in the audience. Yeah. And like it was just crazy to see. I did not realize she had such a huge fan base, but it was really cool to see. Um, but I was totally like, I just wanted to cry during cellophane and I did. And it was great. It was like worth the whole thing to just cry during that song. Absolutely. That is a perfect cry song. It's when so that good. came out, I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's so, I really. I love how lush the production is, but how you can still really like hear her over it. I feel like it's just really mixed really well and like really effective and really yeah. like her lyrics are really interesting and, but simple at the same time. I like how it sounds like kind of medieval. I'm like into that. I feel like it sounds yeah. like there's something, it's very like end of the world music, which I like. I'm yeah. always like, yes, but yeah, I've been inspired. I've been inspired by her album recently. Um, and then I think more in like dance music world, you know, the per- the person that really I feel like is making the best dance music right now is this guy Swisha in New York. I feel like he is doing such a good job of like making making fun tracks that are also complicated and emotional. Like I feel mm-hmm. like it's so hard to, I feel like I'll sometimes make things that are like not necessarily maybe right for the club because they don't actually have the groove to keep going but that they're maybe emotional or like maybe vice versa where it's like fun but maybe not as like emotional as I want it to be and I feel like that's really been inspiring to me um but yeah he's really good he has a lot of new shit coming he's like constantly making music too which is just like inspiring to me like period because I'm just like how do you get the drums to sound so good on all of these releases like I feel like I just like I, I feel like I'll release something and I'll try something so many times and it just still sounds like only okay to me. And I'm like, <gasps> like what's going on? <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, It was fun to me. listen to yeah. your <laughs> embarrassing tracks. Exactly. I feel very vulnerable now in a good way. In a good way though. <laughs> good. Yes, okay, like, good. Perfect. I don't feel like embarrassed bad. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Great. Um, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening. You can find Ariel's music on the internet everywhere you find music, and you can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. I have that cold that's going around. Do you guys have that cold that's going around? It's been happening for like seven days, and I'm trapped in it, and I feel like I'll never get better. Um, But by the time this comes out, hopefully I won't have a cold anymore, and hopefully you don't either. If you like the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe, or give us a follow. It really helps out. And tell a friend, if you're a musician or songwriter who wants to be on this podcast and you think you have a lot of good material, reach out. You can email us at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Have a good one.